the Old Testament reading according to the inspired prophet Joshua, chapter 24, beginning at the first verse. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, and they served other gods. And moving down to verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson is recorded by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not associate with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the word of the Lord. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no avail. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is a gospel lesson which has just been read. I will just reread our Lord's words introducing this, verse 51, where he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread... He will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Thus far, our text. You ever stop and think a little bit about how much you eat in a day? How many times you eat in a day? You ever kind of reflect on that a little bit and think, man, I was just sitting here a while ago, and now I'm here again, and I'm hungry again. For a lot of people, myself included, 
eat three square meals a day, morning, noon, and supper, breakfast, dinner, and supper. And then some people even have a snack before they go to bed. Other people have a job where they have breaks every now and then. And of course, when you have a break, you probably have to have a snack then too. So if you think about it, some people, some of us, eat quite a bit, quite a few times throughout the day. But you know what? Even though we eat all of that, and hopefully we're eating healthy, nutritious food, getting your proper vitamins every day, in spite of all of that, we die. What's the deal? We try to be healthy. We eat good food, get exercise, but in the end, we all die. Well, the conclusion that one might come to, as Jesus is telling them in the text, food is not going to keep you alive forever. But Jesus is the eternal, producing, lasting bread. There's one bread in this entire world that will give you life eternal. And that is none other than Jesus of Nazareth, God's only begotten Son, Savior of the world, humble carpenter, prophet, the Messiah, the Christ. There's only one bread in all of life that can save us. All other bread and all else we do in this life will not produce or give us eternal life. The Jews threw it up in his face. Our fathers ate manna in the desert. And Jesus said, what to them? And they died. They died. Even God's miracle food, the manna, which was on the desert floor every morning for them to go out and harvest it, for 40 years, even that bread did not give them eternal life. There is only one eternal life-producing bread, and that's Jesus Christ. Now, there have been those, and there still are those amongst us, who think if you do this or that, you might extend your life quite a ways. Some even had hoped eternally, like Ponce de Leon, remember him? Some of you are old enough to remember him, the Spaniard who thought that there was a fountain of youth in Florida, and he was looking for it, and he was hopeful to find it because it would make the old young again. Now, there are certain dreamers in the world who think like that, but as of yet, they haven't found it. 
Don't spoil their fun, I guess. It doesn't exist. Of course, then there was a gentleman who was known as Mr. Exercise. Now, this goes back a couple of years. You remember Jim Fix? You have to be a little older to remember Jim. He had a heart attack, I think, when he was younger, and he got way overweight, and so he went on this exercise binge. And he thought that exercising was the answer. So he became a runner, in fact, a marathon runner. And he was training all the time, and he was a big name back in the 70s and 80s. He was even on the front of Time magazine, promoting his exercise and proper eating and other things. But one day he was out running when he was 52 and had a heart attack and died. Then there was Howard Hughes. This is a study in history sermon. How many remember Howard Hughes? Well, oh yeah, he goes back a ways, yeah. yeah. Some of us remember him. He was a multimillionaire. He was big in airplanes, etc., and many other things. At that, he was quite a businessman. But Howard was afraid of dying. So he thought that maybe, just maybe, if he had his body frozen when he died, that it would keep it intact. And then when medicine caught up and invented something to give you youth again, they would thaw him out and give him the medicine. And he would live happily ever after. Well, unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. The scriptures say it was appointed unto man to die once and then the judgment. And there's only one way to live eternally, and that's through Jesus Christ. All other methods apart from Jesus Christ are going to lead to a very unpleasant end. In fact, They're going to be eternally unpleasant. It isn't just for a little while, but it's forever. Separation from God is known as hell. And it's a very unpleasant place. And one is tortured eternally. And this never ends. And if you ever think about it very much, it's extremely frightening. And no one wants to go there. In fact, it wasn't made for man. It was made for Satan and his evil angels who rebelled against God. And he cast them out of heaven. And then he sent his son to take hell for us. God is a just God. And he isn't like some of these cartoons and fiction writers' ideas of the old grandpa sitting in his rocking chair who just kind of winks at sin and doesn't really punish it. That's not the true picture of God. God is offended at sin. 
Jesus tells us we're to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. And somebody had to pay the price for sin. So that man could be reunited with God where he rightly belongs. But as the, the writer of the Ecclesiastes, the preacher, says that God surveyed the entire world and there was no one, no one in all of his creation who could satisfy his wrath. So he sent his son. His son came in our flesh. And he's telling these people that he has come to be their savior. He was going to give his flesh and his blood for them that they might have forgiveness and the certain hope of eternal life and God's wrath would be appeased because of his son's holy, innocent blood that he shed. We might be forgiven and have the certain hope of eternal life, which we all want. You know, no one truly wants to die. In fact, people are scared of dying. They are afraid of dying. It's rather amazing some of the people we meet up with and find out just how afraid they are of things in this life. But there's a solution. Even though we need to die someday, because Paul says the wages of sin is death, and we are all sinners, no one's going to get out of this place alive unless Christ comes first. So we are all going to someday lay our heads down and take our last breath and die. And for the church, for you, for me, God being merciful to us, we will take our last breath in Christ. And then the angels will carry us into heaven. And there we will live in great happiness eternally with Jesus forever and ever and ever. And that's what we want and where we want to go. And we will through faith in him as he says in this text. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to eat his flesh and drink his blood as he gives it to us on this altar. Miraculously. We can't rationally understand how this can be. And we don't even need to ask that question. Because he says it is. He took the bread with his disciples in the upper room on Monday, Thursday, and he said, this is my body. 
take, eat. This is my blood, take, drink. They didn't stop and ask him, well, Lord, how can this be? We don't need to question our Lord. When he speaks, it happens. When he said in the beginning, let there be light, there was light. And when he said to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth, he did, after being dead for four days. When Jesus speaks, it happens. And when I, as your serving pastor today, being in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, speak his words, this is my body, it is. And when I say his words, this is my blood, it is. And he says to you, when you eat this and you drink this, you have eternal light. In part now, but someday you will have it in its fullest consummation. For you will live and dwell with Jesus in heaven forever and ever in great beauty and harmony and where John says, writing in Revelation, there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more getting old, no more negatives. This all is possible because God sent his Son, who is everlasting creating bread. He gives us bread, his word, himself, for our faith, strengthening us that someday we will be in heaven with him. God grant it to each and every one of us. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.